message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. So say, I love my Bible. Say, my Bible will be before my face all the days of my life. I yield all my will my intellect and my emotions to the authority of the Bible. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Okay, open your Bibles to Proverbs 22, verse 29. Proverbs 12, verse 24. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 10. And then I'll see from there. Proverbs 22, 29. Ecclesiastes 9.10, Proverbs 12.24. Put by the side Proverbs 10.4. We'll read it also. Three first readings for now. If you are there, say, I am there. If you are not there, say, wait for me. We'll wait for you. But let me hear it opening. Some of you have already glued your eyes to the screen. Let me tell you the advantage of this one. Anytime you look at this one and you go home and you are holding it, it's easy for you to return there. Because this screen is going to be in church. <laughs> the screen is not following you home. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe you are there now. Proverbs 22, verse 29. Do you see? Ask your neighbor, do you see? Do you see? I'm reading from the Amplified, forgive me. I'm reading from the Amplified. But it's okay, it's saying the same thing. Do you see a man diligent and skillful in his business? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Do you see a man diligent and skillful in his business? The only place you will find him is in palaces. The only place you will find him is before kings. If a man is diligent, you can't find him where he is not known. You will find him in important places. Somebody say amen. Ecclesiastes 9.10 Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. My emphasis is on whatever your hand finds to do. Do it with your might. Whatever. Tell your neighbor whatever. Tell them it means whatever. Proverbs 12, 24. The hand of the diligent will rule. Underline that in your Bible. The hand of the diligent will rule. The reason the hand is used there is because most of our efforts and our work is carried out with the hand. But basically, it's the hand, the mind, the thoughts, the words, the actions, the lifestyle of the diligent will cause the diligent to rule. The hand of the diligent will rule. But, 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 the lazy man will be put to forced 
labor. The lazy man will be put to first labor. Proverbs 10, 4. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He stands before kings. He is rich. He has abundance, and he himself is a ruler. Father, in the name of Jesus, we have come. We ask that this morning you break your bread, the bread of life, and give to us. We confess that our hearts are good grounds. We confess that there are no distractions. We receive your word with meekness of heart. And we confess that when we live here, we will put your word to work. And your word will work in our lives. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you adoration in Jesus' name. For the sake of our visitors, some five weeks ago, six weeks ago, we began a series that we called Christian Character. Christian Character. And we're pulling a lot of them out of Galatians 5 because in Galatians 5, 23, 24, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit is the character of the man filled with the Spirit. And so we said character are the aggregates, the, 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 the numbers and the different virtues that somebody has that distinguishes them from another person. Did you hear that? The virtues, the lifestyle, the habits that you carry that makes you different from another person. So when we say Christian character, we are talking about habits, lifestyle, virtues that makes a Christian different from somebody who is not a Christian. And we say this is important because as we do that, our light will shine and people will come. It will make our evangelism more effective. And then it will stand us out. They cannot come to us if we are the same with them. Somebody say amen. Now, I don't like the quietness of this place today. That is why I'm actually very angry with you last Sunday. Last Sunday, I was in Abia State and I was online watching service, and our senior pastor was preaching heaven down, and some of you were seated. I said, why are they sitting when I cannot sit far away in Abia? The church of God is a place of excitement. As you receive the word, you receive with excitement. It adds to your faith. It makes the activation of faith easy. And so when you come to church, sit like in your father's house and be excited because you are in the presence of a God who is full of excitement. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so these characters make us different. So we began by talking about what? Those of you who are here. What did we talk about first? Integrity. What else did we talk about? What else did we talk about? And what else did we talk about last? Thank you. And so I beg you, these things are free on your YouTube channel. Go there and listen to them and listen to them and listen to them. Put the CD in your car and listen to them. This is it. Last week, Pastor talked about living wisely, victoriously. These are the ingredients that makes you a victorious Christian. And there will be no devil from anywhere that can say otherwise. Somebody say amen. amen. And so today we are continuing with our Christian character. And then today is Christian character five. And today we'll be talking about diligence. Diligence. The force of diligence. The spirit of diligence. 
The virtue of diligence. That's the Christian character we are talking about today. Diligence. We're talking about the force of diligence. Praise the Lord. Before we start, so I don't forget, so that even if the time runs out on me, that is okay. What is diligence? What is diligence? I have discovered that you can easily think that you know the meaning of a word because of what you hear. But until you research, you will not really know the meaning. What is diligence? The most common definition you get from Google or from dictionary is that diligence is careful and persistent work. Careful and persistent work or efforts. That's what you get. So diligence in this place means to be meticulous and to be determined. Careful and persistent. Meticulous and determined. But what we have heard most times is that diligence is hard work. How many of us have heard that before? And so when you heard the man is diligent, you said the man is hard working. If you say diligence is hard work, you are not incorrect, but you are incomplete. Let me say it again. If you say or if you thought that diligence is hard work, you are not incorrect, but you are incomplete. Diligence is hard work and much more. But you cannot be diligent and not be hardworking. But you can be hardworking and not be diligent. Are you getting it now? So diligent is hard work and much more. Uh, so let me try and piece it together. Diligence is hard work. It's hard work. Plus creativity. Plus strategy. Plus sacrifice. Plus persistence with an end goal in mind. Did you get it now? So there is hard work, there's persistence, there's requisite wisdom, there's creativity, there's strategy, thank you media, but with an end goal in mind. So you can find somebody that says he's very, very hard working, no direction. He works hard today, tomorrow he gives up. He's not a diligent person. A diligent person is hard working, Persistent, determined, and at the end of the day, there is a goal in mind. That is a diligent person. Diligence is at the core of Christian character. How do you know that? Because God is diligent. Jesus is diligent. The prophets were diligent. The apostles were diligent. The early Christians were diligent. And the Bible says these things are written for our learning. If I went the Apostle Paul, the most diligent one that we know came later, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So diligence is a fabric in the Christian life. Weaved in there, God is a diligent worker. The entire process of creating the heavens and the earth in six days is a demonstration of extreme diligence. Do you agree with me? In the beginning, there was darkness. There was void. And then he began. Step one. Step two. 
He did certain things for the first day, knowing that if they are not done on the first day, they will affect the progress of the second day. End in mind, time in mind. Did certain things on the second day. And then on the seventh day, he rested. A diligent man will apportion their work according to time, according to the need, and then rest at the appropriate time. But in church, in Christianity of today, we are resting all the time. You know, a man has got to rest. A man has got to rest. A man has got to rest. Diligence. God is a diligent God. He made everything in six days, turned and looked at them and said, it is very good. That was when he rested. Diligent God. Jesus was very, very diligent. John 5, 17. My father has been walking until now. I have been walking also. John 4, 34. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish what? To finish what? To finish lazing about? To finish roaming Galilee? To finish drinking wine? To finish the work? God is a diligent God. Jesus is a diligent father. I will not use was. I'm using is and is on purpose. Jesus, John 19, at the end of the walk, verse 30, it is finished. And then he rested his head. Diligence. God is diligent. Jesus is diligent. In the Bible, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you see a lot of diligent people. A lot of diligent people. David, very diligent. The Bible says, after God saw him exercise the skillfulness of his hands and the integrity of his heart, he took him from following the ewes and made him leader over his people, Israel. Diligence. Diligence. Isaac, very diligent. Genesis 26, all over the place. The Bible says he began to dig wells as the father dog, wells that have been stopped. Some of you, your business stopped and you say it has stopped. No. The world stopped and he began to dig them again and dig them again and dig them again. He kept digging and digging. Essek, Sitna, Rehoboth, wells, until water returned. That is why you read later that he prospered in famine. A diligent man will prosper in famine. Don't care what kind of famine. Don't care what kind of famine. Don't care what famine. A synonym for diligence is industry. Or industrious. There's a man called Jeroboam, 1 Kings 11, 28. The Bible says, the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. And Solomon, seeing that the young man was industrious, made him the officer. Over all diligence. All over the scriptures. Ruth, diligence. The Bible says, she gleaned from morning till night. And Boaz had to notice her. Apollos in Acts 18, 24, diligence. Titus. Diligence. Then the great apostle Paul, very diligent. He said, we command you. Stop this, your busy body. Get to work. Get to work. And anyone who doesn't work, let him not eat. He was the apostle of diligence. Nobody was able to understand the grace of God like Paul. But with grace, he said, we should be diligent. I am all that I am. By the grace of God. Yet not I, I labor more than you all. But not my labor, but the grace. Children of God, diligence is a characteristic of Christians. 
And grace is not a substitute for diligence. Don't say, I am fully graced, and then you lie down. No, 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 no. You will not fulfill your purpose on the earth. And because of that, the enemy is outside, and the unbelievers will not see your light. There's no way your light can shine if you are not diligent. For us today, what is diligence? Just what you have said. Any task that is given to you, any task that God has given to you, and any work that your hand has found, what do you do? Do it with endlessness. Do it with all your heart. Do it time conscious. Do it time conscious. There is an old law. I'm not sure of it now. There's an old law. We studied it many years ago. It's called the Parkinson's law of work. It says that work will expand to fill its time. And so if you are giving a work and you say, hmm, I still have one week, let me chill. The work will expand and fill the whole two weeks. And then at the end of the day, you have not done it. A diligent man knows that. So what must be done today must be done today so that it will not interfere with what will be done tomorrow. Diligence. Diligence. So for us, you are a public servant. Diligence means you go to work at the time your own offices come to work. Don't put the blame on go slow. Don't put the blame on traffic. You already know what the traffic time will take. Calculate it in your living home time and be at the office. Not sit in the office and be breaking granite. Walk. You are paid to walk. 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 Don't be in the office gossiping from one floor to the other floor. Walk. Be a diligent person. Because the owner of the law, when he sees you diligent, even if that ministry cannot pay you, he pays you. And I will show you later. He pays. He supervises all his laws and makes sure that anyone who activates them is paid by him even if their organization does not recognize them. Be different. Let it be said that in this office, if you come here by eight, Sister Chingeri, you will find her. Except this public holiday. Diligence. They give you a job to do. Do it with all of your heart. I've noticed something. Nigerians, where are you working? <laughs> not working yet. I'm managing. No. No. Whatever your hand finds to do. Whatever your hand finds to do. Whatever your hand finds to do. Make sure your heart is in it. Don't manage. So you go back this week. Begin to do that work with all of your heart. Then you are a Christian. Be diligent. Whatever your hand finds to do. Somebody reminded me. You know, I finished preaching two weeks ago. And a brother came here and shook my hand. He said, God is good. I said, yes, God is good. He said, Pastor Wilson, God is good. I said, yes, God is good. He said, Pastor Wilson, you know God is good. I said, yes, I know God is good. He said, Pastor Wilson, you used to sell tapes for... I said, yes, God is good. I said, God is good. I sold tapes on this campus diligently. I sold cassettes on this campus diligently. The moment I took the job, I said, how am I going to do it better than the people who were here? I saw tapes. When this building was not here, I would put tents here. My recording station is there. Some days, on rainy days, I fold my trousers. Buy first service tape. Buy first service tapes. Buy first service tapes. I was not always a pastor. I sold cassette in this church. If you don't know what is tape, cassette. But I did it. 
with all of my heart. There is no way they have not pushed me to in this church to walk. When you give me the assignment, I say, when do you want it done? I do it with all of my heart. There is no work that is beneath a child of God. No work. Did you hear me? No work. Some of you are sitting and said, when I find that kind of job that I'm looking for, I will know. In the meantime, let's just be fasting and praying. No. You are slothful and you are lazy. And it's a sin. That is not Christian character. Get up from your behind and put your energy and your heart into all that your hand has found now. Do not despise the days of small beginning. It was not tape. I applied to come and sell. No, 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 no. An announcement was made. An executive assistant is needed for the senior pastor. That is why I applied. And then one week later, they said, the executive assistant is no longer needed. A marketing manager, did you hear the name? Marketing manager is needed for the entire ministry. I said, that's me, that's me, that's me. Only for me to come. <laughs> I was managing cassettes. <laughs> managing books. But I did it with all of my heart. I did it with all of my energy. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. There is no job that is beneath a child of God. The law of the kingdom is faithful in little and you'll be set over much. Faithful in little and you'll be set over much. I looked at the tapes. How can we do it better? The pastors were importing tapes from America and the cost was expensive. I began to research and discovered that I can get tapes from Lagos. I entered night bus and began to go to Lagos to get cassette at a cheaper price and then better deals. I was being diligent in Lagos. The money they gave me, I won't blow it. I took Okada in Lagos. One day I had accident in Lagos. Came back to Abuja, did not tell nobody. Did not tell nobody because it was the work of my father. Diligence. Am I selling cassette today? No. No. Faithful in little. Faithful in little. Don't commonize the small. God has given to you. It's a test. The Christian character is that you are faithful in little and God will bless you with much. God will bless you with much. God will bless you with much. Can you see what that time is doing? The time is forcing me to be very diligent with my, with my sermon. Whatever, you are a husband, be diligent with your marriage. Be diligent as a parent. It is your duty to study your own wife. It's part of diligence. Your wife is different from my wife. And so you must study her to know how to dwell with her. That is what First Peter 3.7 says. Study your own wife. Don't say this is how they do to wives. No. Study. <laughs> be diligent to know the state of your own flock. Study your own wife. How does she react when money is low? Then you dwell with her like that. That is a diligent husband. How does she behave when money is plenty? Then you dwell with her like that. How does my wife behave when my in-laws are around from my own village? You dwell with her like that. It's called diligence. Diligence with parenting. How do you treat children when they are writing exams? How do you treat them when they are on holiday? You study to know is being a diligent husband and a diligent father. The same thing with your husband. 
with your wife. As a diligent wife, all husbands are not the same. Don't follow that light saying all men are the same. No. What makes your own husband tick? Study it. That is being a diligent wife. My wife knows that I don't care about food. There's no food that I can't eat. So she knows she do, she's not supposed to put all her energy in food. But when I come home, come and sit down with me. Because I'm not always at home. So she's supposed to study that and dwell with me like that. She has married a man who is very clean outside. But when I get home now, you can find my shoe on the TV. <laughs> I have been trying. I've, I have improved. I'm, I'm improving. No, honestly, I've been, I'm, improved. I'm improving. <laughs> I have improved, honestly, honestly, honestly. But she has discovered that this is my own husband. This is how he is. So diligence means she studies me and dwells with me like that. So 19 years, no struggles. No struggles. No struggles. Diligence as a student. You don't wait till exam is tomorrow. Begin to run all over the place. And begin to quote, he has sent his spirit to us. He will teach us all things and bring to our remembrance. Is it not what you read that you bring to your remembrance? Diligence. Diligence. If you work for anybody and they don't look for you when there's responsibility, you are not diligent. And if you are here, you say, they are always giving me work. The work is too much. You are on your way. And keep it. It's a Christian character. God, a diligent God. Jesus, diligent Father. God. The apostles, diligence. Why is it important? Why is it important? I can tell you right now that without diligence, no matter the prophecy, no matter the prophecy, no matter the oil, without diligence, you are going nowhere. He himself has said that the one that will rule, the one that will become rich, the one that will be above must be diligent. It is so important that says, since you people are not listening, go to the ant and learn from them. Proverbs 6, 6 to 9, 11. Go to the ants and learn. It's an important thing. The ants are diligent. They don't have supervisors. But they do their work in time on time. A diligent person does their work, gives the right attention to the right work at the right time and deliver it at the right time. No excuses. Diligence. Diligence. Without it, forget about fulfilling purpose. Without diligence, you cannot be who God wants you to be. Let me say today that diligence is not a gift. It is not a calling. Nobody has the gift of diligence. And nobody has the calling of diligence. Diligence is purely a choice and a decision that you make. It is a choice and a decision that you make. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are diligent, you will stand out. You will stand out as a Christian. You will stand out. And when the world is looking for, because the world is, kings are always looking for people to help them. The Bible says Solomon, seeing that the young man, Jeroboam, was industrious, decided and made him head. The same thing that happened to Joseph. 
Your destiny is great. Your future is bright. But you cannot afford to not be diligent. No matter the prophecy from here, and it's powerful. It's powerful. But those prophecies are to create the climate so that you ride on diligence and arrive at your destination. Diligence is a Christian character. We are supposed to be known by it. We are supposed to be known by it. Diligence will cause you to be happy. When you walk, when you really know that you have walked diligently, there is some kind of joy that comes. Franklin Roosevelt once said, and I quote, he said, happiness is not just the possession of money. It lies in the joy of achievement, in the thrill of creative effort. Happiness is in diligence. When you are diligent, you yourself, there are sometimes I close from this office as hard as I walk. There are some days I close from here, and I'll be closing like eight. Everybody has gone. I say, Kai, maybe Mr. they left opposite me. I say, Kai, I didn't do anything today. But the day that I know that I was really, really diligent, I'll be whistling to my car. It makes you happy. And joy is what you use to draw waters from the well of salvation. A diligent man is a happy man. You know, that is why Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 12 says that the sleep of a laboring man. <laughs> Another translation says the sleep of a worker. Another one says that a man who works diligently, even if he doesn't have enough, sleeps very well. His sleep is pleasant. Why? It's the nature of God. Right after Genesis chapter 1, Genesis 2, 15, thereabout. And the Lord took man. And the Lord took man and put him in the garden to walk it. Another translation said, and the, God, the Lord took man and put him in the garden to walk it and tend it. But what it was saying there is that the Lord made man a diligent worker from the beginning, even before he gave him a wife. And so, if he comes and he says, I love you, baby, ask him, where are you working diligently? Don't marry any man that is not working diligently or on the way to working diligently. He will beat you. He's going to beat you. He's going to beat you because he's going to be waiting for the fruit of your own work. And when you don't bring it quickly, the Lord God Almighty gave man his work to do diligently before he talked about marriage. It was when he saw that he was very, very diligent, Mr. Ode, that he now said, it is not good for him to be <laughs> if you are not diligent, better remain alone. It's not, that one is not in the note. It's not in the note. <laughs> it's not in the note. Diligence makes rich. Diligence promotes. And the Bible says, we who have received abundance of grace and the gift of life, we are to rule. Where we rest is, it's only diligence that will make you a ruler. Children of God, I came today. The spirit that is in you is the spirit of diligence. All you have to do is to cooperate. Reject every seed of slothfulness. Reject every seed of laziness. We are not saying become a workaholic. No. There is a time to rest. That's why I began from God. After he finished the job on the sixth day, on the seventh day, he rests. A diligent man knows when to rest. Because rest is necessary. 
So it's not workaholic we are talking about. But we are saying, don't be lazy, don't be slothful. This is a Christian character. It's a Christian character. How do I become diligent? Remember that every work that you have is unto the Lord. Colossians 3.23, and whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not men. Like I said before, people say I'm managing. If they know that where they are managing, they are working for God, they will become diligent. So any work you get, any assignment you get, do it with all of your heart. You have been diligent before God. Remember that faithful in little is what qualifies you to be over much. Prioritize your activities. Distraction, bind them. What is important for me today? And put your heart out and do it. Use time efficiently. And of all, ask God for grace. He says, you have not because you ask not. Always ask God for grace. Father, give me grace to be and remain a diligent child. Give me grace to be and remain a diligent child. Glory to God. You know, somebody is here this morning and say, I'm a nobody. I have told you from the beginning, you are not a nobody. You are what he says. You are. He loves you. He loves you. I can tell you that for free. He loves you. There is nobody here he loves more than he loves you. He loves you. Listen to me. I say it again. God loves you. He is not angry with you. And he wants you to be at the top. He wants you to rule over sickness, rule over disease, rule over poverty. He wants you to be on top, head and not tail. God loves you. He is not, and don't forget this, he is not angry with you. Hear me again, wherever you are today, whatever is happening around you, your case is not hopeless. Let's close our eyes. Let's close our eyes. Diligence puts you in the class of God, because God is diligent. He's a Christian character. He stands you out. Seest thou a man diligent, he will stand before kings. Now, the king of kings sent me here this morning to call some people to himself so that he can make them kings and cause some of them to stand before kings. You are here. You say, I want to become important in the scheme of things in life. That is exactly what this service will do for you. Listen carefully. This sermon is coming on the first Sunday of the month of grace. Of the month of grace. There is something beautiful that God wants to do in your life. And so when I begin to pray, get ready to be prayed for. Quickly. Quickly. You want to become an important personality in the world, in the society. You need the grace to become diligent. That grace comes from Christ. You need to become somebody of repute. Somebody that people will call when they have a need, somebody that people will refer to as an important personality, you don't want to be looked down upon, is in Christ. So you want me to pray with you this morning. Raise your hand and I will pray with you. Wherever you are, pastor, pray with me. Thank you. I didn't even finish before that hand went up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now listen carefully. There are some people who fell from grace to grass. You were very important before, and but now it looks like you have fallen. God sent me to restore you today. God sent me to restore you today. There are some people here, listen carefully. Whatever you start, you have not finished. You have many unfinished projects. Listen carefully. I'm giving you the word of the Lord. You have many unfinished projects. You start 
you stop. You start, you stop. Because the grace for diligence is lacking. God sent me to impart to you that grace this morning. Raise your hand and I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Many unfinished business. All kinds of things slow. There are people here. Anytime an opportunity opens for you to come before great people, something happens. Well, in some places they say near success syndrome. I don't know the real name for it. But God sent me here today to break that off of you. I'll pray with you. I want to connect you to Jesus. His name opens doors. His name forgives. His name blesses. Raise your hand. Look at me. This is the time. Stand up where you are. Take your Bible. Stand up where you are. Take your Bible. Just come quickly. Take your Bible. Come quickly. Take your Bible. Come quickly. I heard somebody say, I did not raise my hand. But can I come for the prayer? Yes. Yes. Come. 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 Somebody is here. You said, everything you said this morning, none concerns me. But can I come for prayer? Yes. It's the house of your father. 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 Come. 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 So this is not just an altar call for salvation. You say, I want God to touch me. I want God to change my life on this first Sunday of May. Come. Who oh, the Son says free. He is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. You say, I want to be free. Something is holding you down. You make effort and you can't go anywhere. As if you are caged in. You make effort. You make effort. Come. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He sent me to preach freedom to you this morning. Come and be free. Come and be free. You are here. You say, from where I came from, from the village I came from, nobody ever amounts to anything. It's a lie. I stand here with the rod of God in my mouth. Come here today. We break that power off of you. No ancestral power will follow you from this service this morning. Come to the altar of Jesus. You are a man. You've lost direction. Come and be redirected. Who the son says free. He is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.